0: Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. And who are you? I'm back. I'm, I'm Caleb. He's been on here I'm back. What's Caleb up, is man? Back.
1: Uh, Doing well. Uh, yeah. Okay, am I still considered a guest on this no. podcast? No. You're, no, you're a, you're you're a, regular, a regular for sure. Point. Good to yeah, be back. You're like down. Metamucil, man.
0: <laughs> oh
1: my. <laughs> Hanging with you guys again. Excited about it. Yeah, it's good. I like your shirt. Thank it's, you It's a nice do you, shirt Do you need to describe To our hearers uh, uh, What It's my shirt not looks like?
0: Pay, It's like What What are those shapes It's just a very Trendy looking shirt uh, For a trendy Short looking sleeve guy, though, Button no. up With It's like a dot what, With those the, little upside flowers? down Chevron Oh okay a I, a I, I've never paid attention To chevron. it Cool It's awesome man so. Marty,
1: Marty picks up my
0: wardrobe I don't I just she wear done, it. she done yeah. good yeah that's good it's good uh, and I didn't mean to leave you out because no, you, you that's, always that's, are just so well dressed thank you so much well, well thanks for being here guys uh, I'm excited to jump into today's topic um and Craig just again thank you so much for ministering to our church through the book of Jonah really mm-hmm. appreciate it um it's it's been a really powerful time I think wow. for our church well and that's
2: encouraging thanks
0: just this idea of you know we're tempted towards mm-hmm. us versus them yeah and yeah You know, the message of the gospel is there's us and there's Christ. Right, right. So cool. Well, before we jump into these questions, just a reminder to you, our listeners, that you can text in your sermon related questions to 469-573-2920 and we'll answer them here on the podcast. And we got two this past week. Let's jump in with this first one. Was Jonah or the Ninevites further away from God?
2: Well, um... Yeah, appreciate that question, and because I think there's a couple of ways to answer it. We talked about last week, you know, whether the Ninevites really had a conversion experience. We drew the contrast between the sailors who referred to God as Yahweh, used the covenant name of God, uh, they or used the generic name for mm-hmm. for God. Um, so it, it doesn't appear, uh, and then we just looked at history, there's no long-term, there was no long-term, uh, you know, witness of uh, sort of converted Hebrews in Assyria, in Nineveh or whatever. So it could have just been they were responding to the Lord and he was averting the mm. sort of temporary... You know, judgment to them. Yeah. So we don't really know where they were, uh, and because of that, I would say, well, Jonah was a member of God's covenant family, so I'd say mm. by nature uh, he would be closer to God than they. Um, however, I would say, in terms of the posture of their heart, Jesus, you know, in the, in the Gospels, he tells this parable, this story, that the one who's closest to the Lord is the one who humbles himself, and the one who is self righteous is the one who's far from the Lord. He tells the story of the uh, two men going up to pray. Uh, one a Pharisee, a, a religious person; the other, a tax collector. And uh, in Luke eighteen, he says the uh, Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed, "Thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, mm. or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, etc." He goes on and you know says what great things he does. The the tax collector prays, standing far off, didn't even lift his eyes to heaven, beats his breast, and says, "God, be merciful to to me, a sinner." Mm. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. The one who humbles himself will be exalted. So I don't know about the eternal status of of this group of Ninevites. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know you know, exactly where Jonah is, but I do know this, that the posture that they reflect is the right one. And the mm-hmm. posture that Jonah reflects <laughs> is not the white run. So at one level, my answer is I think he's a genuine Hebrew part of God's covenant family. I don't know about the others, that, uh, but I do know that their attitude is the one commended in Scripture. So yeah. I'll just I'll just leave it at that non-answer. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> <That's good.
0: laughs> I think that's good. You <laughs> <I> should <laughs> run for mayor or something. Yeah, there you go. That was a pretty political answer. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right, cool. Well, that's good. Let's go to our uh, second question. Here we go. Do you think Jonah is so angry because he lost someone personally to the Ninevites? Yeah, that was a
2: creative question. I wasn't, it never occurred to me. I, I, I don't think there's a case for it. The scripture doesn't answer that. I think he's opposed to the Ninevites because they're Gentiles, uh, yeah. because they are likely not even this, the text doesn't, Say um, we're just making assumptions. Jesus, I mean, uh, God says they're evil. Their evil has risen up to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they repent, they say, "Stop doing evil and violence." Yeah. History tells us they're uh, ex- notoriously violent. Yeah. So we're based on the text and based on history. We're saying that you know he probably was opposed to them because they were in opposition to um, Israel and were a violent nation. So I think it's a gen- I think it's a general picture, not a personal one, yeah. which is telling because the us and them for us. Oftentimes is not a them of someone I really know. It's yeah. them of that race, that religion, uh, that that group of that lifestyle. You know, pick your pick your them. Yeah. And often it's not based on an individual I know. It's based on a concept, which is general and, and unfair. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, in any rate, I, I I don't think there's a personal offense here. I think it's much more uh, a general opposition.
0: Mm. Mm, that's good. That's really helpful. Do you have any thoughts, Caleb? Well, I I I
1: think you're right, Craig. That um, oftentimes the, the them and us is often happens because we actually don't know them. Right. Mm-hmm. We haven't had an opportunity to get to know them. We haven't taken uh, the opportunity to get to know them, and uh, so it's depersonalized. Yeah. Them is depersonalized. It's it's some stereotype, uh, right, the, mm-hmm. of, of yeah. a person that's against us and. Um, usually there's not time of uh, an understanding of that person or what their life looks like or anything like that, how they arrived at their views or anything
0: like that. A real lack of empathy typically. Mm -hmm. That's good. It's really insightful. Kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, (laughs) when we want to interact or maybe argue or whatever with people over social media that we don't know, we have no idea what their story is, that kind of thing. It is that depersonalized thing that us and them No (laughs) doubt. sometimes. Um, Cool. Well, that's really helpful guys. Uh, Let's go ahead and do this. I think, Probably the biggest ending theme on Sunday was this idea of anger, um, specifically the anger that that Jonah had towards the Ninevites, mm-hmm. not wanting God to be merciful mm-hmm. to them. Uh, and again, that us and them theme, uh, especially just... (laughs) coming through really strongly from, from Jonah's attitude uh, towards the Ninevites, not wanting God to be merciful, not wanting, uh, you know, not even wanting them to repent, but just wanting God's judgment on them. Um, So Caleb, I'm really glad you're here. I wonder what you'd have to just kind of talk with us about this idea of anger, um, whether it's anger towards, towards, you know, the us and thems or, or if it's just other anger in our life, I mean, what thoughts do you have on that? Especially, um, you know, coming off of Sunday.
1: Um, well, the, 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 thing I, uh, probably have to offer the best is the Lord's ministering to me in this. So <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be asked on this podcast. I was telling body, uh, yesterday, I think I'm struggling with anger. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the Lord's ministering to me and it, uh, showing me what's in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I think that's what I have to bring to the table most is a guy who struggles with it uh, in some form and is being ministered uh, to by God, His mm. Word and Spirit. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for being vulnerable, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I think
1: that uh, it's it's kind of maybe uh, difficult to talk about something like anger um, because we um, I, we think we're the only one. Yeah. And, right. Uh, so I think it's really actually uh, more of the norm now, mm-hmm. the thing that gets confusing is everybody thinks of anger uh, like they think of, uh, if you've ever seen that Pixar movie, Inside Out, the, the angry red guy that's only explosive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what anger is. And, and so a lot of people actually don't even know they're angry right. huh. because they're not explosive because they're not punching walls or hitting things or yelling. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. But uh, I think I think when you actually see that anger uh, can express itself in despair and sulking and grudge holding and Mm. resentment and things like that, you actually start to say, well, I think like everyone, (laughs) mostly everyone deals with some form of anger. Mm. Uh, So so this is this is a needed lesson for all of us. Uh,
0: Yeah. What's God?
2: What's God uh, speaking to us in our anger and, and whatnot? Yeah, Caleb. When you uh, you you know counsel folks and have years of experience just in um, as a counselor as, as a past, doing pastoral counseling as well, what are some of the typical areas you see anger surfacing uh, in in our lives? What's typical, and and how do you you know what is the pathway out of the sort of uh, prison of anger? Sure. Um,
1: well, I, I think generally speaking, we can just to, to make the definition of anger very simple. Uh, it's 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 an emotional response to a perceived injustice. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And so so and and oftentimes so there's righteous anger and there's unrighteous right. anger. I, I would say that typically uh, man's uh, expression of anger is unrighteous, though it can be righteous. Sure. there's examples of that in the Bible. Um, and, uh, what it usually comes down to is the heart. Hmm. Uh, the heart is the control center. Uh, we, we often speak wrong. We say that person made me angry. Right. Um, that person cut me off and they made me angry or my kids make me angry. Uh, we might even tell our kids, you make me angry. Um, so I think in, in, counseling and looking at my own, Life, uh, we blame anger on other people. We don't realize that yeah. it's it's coming out of our hearts. Hmm. Um, and it's and it's the result of wanting something. It's the result of what yeah. what do we want? Uh, what's the what are we not getting? And usually, um, there's a belief that I don't even. It's not only that I want something; it's that I deserve something. Yeah. and therefore, well when I'm not getting it, that is a, that is an injustice because I deserve it. And so you asked me what typical uh areas. I think anything good anything good that you would normally desire. Mm-hmm. Uh a clean house, um, a, a respectful kids, um, uh, you know, a, a fair boss, mm-hmm. uh and t- workers uh co-workers with integrity, um uh you know a community a, group that cares. A, a community group that cares. It's <laughs> there for you in the, in the hard times, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um one, that's one of the tricky things about anger is, it's usually, you, it, 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 if you follow it to your heart, you see that you want something. It's usually a good thing. Yeah. Um, hmm. So it it hooks itself. Anger hooks itself to a good thing that you um, think you deserve. That you, you, that's where you make the wrong step is I deserve this, mm-hmm. uh, typically. And then and then you go into I demand it. I must have it. And that's where I think anger starts expressing itself. But it really, it's an opportunity. Well, a lot of people don't see it as an opportunity. They, um, and I think you see this in Jonah, uh, you know, the, the text this week, Jonah 4, um, when he says, Does it, do you do well to do angry? God doesn't yeah. just say stop being angry. Right. Shove it, stuff right. it get over it. He He's almost, you know, penetrating Jonah's heart. What What's, what's making you angry? Yeah. It's almost like he's asking, mm-hmm. why are you angry? Why, exactly? What are you wanting? Yeah, yeah. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's a real, while we would look at it as something to be completely avoided, um, it's actually a real opportunity to figure out what is my heart really latching onto as its source of satisfaction and peace? What is, what is it worshiping? What's its functional God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's an opportunity for heart work. Um, so, with people, if you press in, there's there's real opportunity yeah, there. That's good.
0: That's really good. It's really helpful too. I, I mean, honestly, it just really. Uh I, I've never thought of it that way, especially in the, in terms that you were saying that when we talk about the anger we're experiencing, it's often, you know, that person made me angry or that made me angry. Uh, and it's almost habitual, like even as Christians, we say that we and it's almost in, ingrained this idea that we're going to shift responsibility off of ourselves. It's not our fault that we're anger, angry, angry. Mm-hmm. It's their fault. And they have to, the, you know, ultimately, if I'm going to be free from anger, it's it's on them. They've got to fix it because they're the source of that. Anger. Yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. really interesting.
2: Yeah or God is the source of it you know if, if God would act differently I would mm, be angry yeah. as well you know if, if God would give me what it's a good thing that I'm asking him for yeah. then I would because Jonah's real source of anger there is God ultimately he's yeah. Mad, yeah. mad at God uh, and that's that's a that's a easy for us to fall into as well even if we don't use that language even if we don't overtly say i am mad at god that's often under the surface isn't
1: it it's it's linked yeah so you know we don't we don't feel as comfortable saying it right it's not it's not really uh it's not a good thing to be angry at god um some people would point to the psalms and say uh you know it's good. To, it's okay to be angry at God. I don't think that that's right. actually the case in the Psalms. The Psalms are struggling in faith, and they're, yeah, they're coming crying. near to God. Yeah, exactly. They might be upset. Anger would push you away from God. Yeah, yeah, should be different. Um, but oftentimes, uh, yeah, you're really angry at God. He's the mm-hmm. one that gave you that wife. He's the one that gave you those yeah. kids. He's the one that put you in that job with those people, or allowed this to happen to you. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. How? I mean, what insight could you guys share? Maybe for someone who is experiencing that kind of anger towards God, of it's not. Um, it's not another person who we can say like wow that sinful person you know they sinned against me it's, it's, it's normal to feel hurt but we can forgive sure. one another and move on um, you know I don't think we can rightfully say I need to forgive God as though right. he sinned against us and we can have all the arguments of you know God is sovereign he has a good plan but what if we don't feel that what if we do feel just really angry you know uh, maybe life circumstances things aren't going the way we expect or um, you know I mean there's any you know there's there's all kinds of reasons why we might be angry a God, but you know, what, what can we do if we feel trapped in that anger? Well, I, uh, I, I think one of the things is, is, uh,
1: of course, keep reading your Bible, keep praying, but I think talk, yeah. talk to people because yeah. anger is just blinding and it's attached to those good things or that one good thing. And so it's just so blinding, you know, I'm angry because I want this. This is, I deserve this. It's, you just need buddies. Mm. Uh, you need friends to, uh, uh, you kind of lay your heart on the table and, and help, ask for them to help you look at it. I, I think that's key. Yeah, uh, that's all counseling is. Is, is uh, you know you can counsel with your people in community group. It's, here's my heart. Here's what's going on. Here's my what I what, how I'm acting. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I think I want. We help me mm. uh, figure all this out.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I would, uh, I would, I think a a good thing is to, uh, uh, I mean, inject the gospel into the conversation. And part of the gospel is um, asking yourself, what do I really deserve? Yeah. Okay. So we're saying, I I want this. Mm -hmm. I actually deserve this. I'm angry. I'm not getting it. Um, Yeah. But what do we, what does the Bible say we really deserve? Just maybe read the Romans road. What do we really Mm -hmm. deserve? Contrast your life with what you really deserve. And actually you probably will be moved to gratitude. (laughs) Uh, more than anger. I know that's hard, but it, it, it it's freeing to contrast your life with what you actually deserve. Cause yeah, we, that's really good. We deserve the wrath of God. We deserve God's anger, mm-hmm. and yet He's put it on another in our place. So we we all we have is is is, is grace. Yeah. And um, so anyway, that's that can be helpful for us to to get out of our anger. We're not re- We're not being mistreated. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and I
1: think that your theology about God would be he's, he's a loving father. He will not mistreat his people. He will not mistreat his children. he mm-hmm. uh, He's good. He's faithful. I
0: think, uh, yeah, that's really helpful. Th- oh, sorry. Well, Go I was to- just going
2: to say as well, I think there can be situations where um, certainly at a not with God, but at a horizontal level with others, there can be genuine acts of injustice where someone mm-hmm. has yeah. treated us um harmfully yeah. you know uh, th- that obviously happens as well so the the answer to that can't be just living a, a with a heart seething with bitterness you know mm-hmm. that, that's not going to be the that's a cat we talked about the root of bitterness which springs up on Sunday but that that is a that is a prison that is a cage yeah. so I think we have to be able to get somehow to the root of that as well which you know doesn't happen in necessarily uh, in 10 minutes I, I love Caleb's point about talking with others. Sometimes this, uh, you know, we need others to, to help us. Um, and and sometimes it takes a while to be able to come to a point to, um, freely forgive someone who's done something to us, which Mm -hmm. has been harmful life shaping sometimes. So I think when we talk about, uh, You know, Caleb mentioned the point, which I agree with, that sometimes it's wanting a good thing we're not getting and it's an injustice. But sometimes we're angry because someone really has sinned against us. We've lost perspective Mm -hmm. in terms of how we stand before the Lord and, and we're holding somebody else. Uh, hostage even though he's freed us yeah. but, but I do think there is that real sense sometimes it is linked to forgiveness mm-hmm. and working through a process where we can come to uh, for uh, come to release someone forgive them for what they have done to us which was legitimately sinful and harmful to us mm-hmm, you know right. and rather than remain angry at them yeah. which we think we're doing something like we're getting them I'm bitter at them you know I'm I'll show <laughs> them. And all we're doing is dishonoring the Lord and, and destroying our own lives. It's yeah. self-destructive. Yeah, that's right. So it's not that would, life-giving. That
1: will fuel unforgiveness. Is they really did something wrong to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can be, you can actually be tricked and think, well, the the injustice was real. So there, I, I'm having this is righteous anger. So this is mm-hmm. the justice. Yeah, yeah. right. So the, you know, we can talk about the scriptures. You can go to that. That would say, tell you not to do that. But but righteous anger doesn't. It, it comes from, um, you know. Righteous anger is aroused by righteous desires, and it's it's according to truth, and it's, uh, it's acted upon righteously. So um, all three of those categories, mm-hmm. criteria, need to be there for righteous anger. You can be dealing with unrighteous anger and be aroused by, uh, you, you can actually be aroused by something that's really wrong, but you could be, uh, you know, act on it wrongfully, yeah. respond to it wrongfully, which would be uh, bitterness, unforgiveness. Yeah that would be unrighteous anger if you are even if they really even did if it was wrong legitimate yeah what mm-hmm. th- i mean
2: even if you were legitimately harmed yeah. right yeah. Um, but righteous but the appropriate thing would be to work towards ultimately extending from your own heart forgiveness right
0: mhm yeah, yeah, that's good.
2: And I think I think I think the
1: Lord, uh, the, his posture toward Jonah is just so comforting because so he's patient. not pounding him. No, he's so patient. So it's a process. What, yeah. why? He's asked the question, "Do you do good to do angry?" Uh, that, that's a process. He's inviting him in. It's a warm like absolutely. invitation. So it's not like
2: just get over get over it right absolutely. away. Absolutely, and not to. Uh, give too much away, but this week we're going to look at the rest of the chapter, and he says it to him again. God comes to him, even as Jonah gets more ridiculous, being angry about a plant that dies, uh, but God is still, do you do well to be angry about the plant that's dying? It when there's all these people that were dying and you had no mm. compassion on them basically, yeah, you know, yeah. but he's still asking him. There's still, God is patient with us. And, uh, it, you just see in that text, God's not, doesn't explode in anger to Jonah for his anger, sure. which was very convicting to me as a parent, as a, huh. as a husband, <laughs> as a, uh, you know, as a human, because I can be very, I can see someone else see their anger and I'm like, why are you getting angry? You know, I, I want it. My, yeah. I'm impatient and angry right. with yeah, them, yeah. but but God is, Gracious, mm-hmm. slow. He is slow to anger, and that—that yeah. that is a powerful phrase. His patience. God is fundamentally slow to anger, but He is abounding in steadfast love. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Caleb, I, I could ask you other questions, but you have a lot of resources in front of you, and I, I would hate to ask questions <laughs> that lead us away from maybe content that you were wanting to share with uh, us. You know, I, I
1: was just. Uh, I, I, I just had some I have my uh, Association of Biblical Counselors book here Okay. Uh, the, looking at the chapter on anger and then Ian uh, the, a study guide uh, on Jonah
0: yeah
2: he has some good points I've been quoting that some but this is a good study guide on Jonah yeah well. That's So good. he has some
1: categories I wouldn't have been able to shoot from the hip on you know things like hey anger can express itself with not just explosiveness but sulking and mm, despair yeah. and grudge holding and resentment yeah. and self-focus and yeah um yeah. It's interesting, uh, you know, this, this Equipped to Counsel, Association of Biblical Counselors book, uh, it makes the point that anger is really a, a cousin to anxiety and, and, and lust. Interesting. So, I mean, if you look at it through that whole desire, it starts with desires. I want yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, that that We're talking lust, uh, kind of a larger umbrella than lust is typically used. Mm-hmm. I want something and I long for it. I'm going after it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well what, what, what typically happens when you want something is you try to control to obtain it yeah. and then if you are successful in that control, whatever whatever maneuver you're using, uh, work're work, uh, pretty clever with how we try to control the circumstances. Mm. if you're successful that typically leads to maybe uh, maybe arrogance puffing puffing up. but mm. if you're if you fail at controlling you get you' getting angry yeah. With anxiety and fear you're trying to protect. Yourself from losing something that's precious to you or mm-hmm. uh, essentially, or you're trying to protect yourself from something bad's happening. It's good. You try to control that. That's good. Let's lock the doors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. It's not all bad, but uh, you know, when, when those efforts to control fail, that's when we become uh, angry. Yeah. And anyway, so you can see angry, angry, uh, anger. I think it's Welch or Paulson that says anger's a cousin, a uh, close cousin of anxiety and fear and, huh. and lust. Um so just a couple points that uh, this book points out. Yeah, that's out. really interesting. Yeah,
0: that is for sure. I wonder, um, as we're kind of finishing things off, I know we're getting short on time yeah. here. Um since, you know, in, in the, the, the story between, you know, Jonah and Nineveh and kind of this idea of us and them, there's, there's kind of like anger on more of a cultural level. Um, And I think for Christians, it's very common for us to feel angry at our culture that we live in angry at, you know, you've mentioned this on Sundays, you you even mentioned this already angry at this a lot. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Angry at that group of people. Um, I I wonder, there might be a unique um, kind of caveat there where we're tempted to kind of think that we're having that righteous anger and, And the way I was thinking about it was this, is this is something actually that, that I've experienced myself of, um, people who claim to be Christians, but who have compromised core fundamentals of the faith and have an influence, uh, maybe in the lives of loved ones, um, maybe false teachers, maybe, you know, someone who is, uh, you know, you, you feel like a, uh, you know. Uh, I'm doing well of extending mercy to this group of people. But when it comes to someone who is calling themselves a Christian and still propagating the same, Mm -hmm. the same false things, um, I'm free to have like a righteous anger Mm -hmm. against that, that person or that category of people. Uh, What would you say about that? Because I think, you know, culturally we're experiencing a lot of uh, maybe not a lot, but it it seems more right now, well known, uh, you know, well known uh, self-proclaiming Christian leaders who are kind of exiting the -hmm. faith and maintaining a voice, uh, that could, could influence loved ones away from, um, -hmm. you know, I I don't know if that makes sense, but what would you say to someone who's struggling with, you know, I I am harboring anger towards that kind of person who claims to be a Christian who is, you know, it seems like they're leading loved ones away, Mm uh, from, you know, from the faith, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. I um,
1: I don't have a text on this. I, I wish I did, but I would caution uh, you and and me uh, uh, to be slow to be angry at people, uh, but to be angry, uh, but to, to to push them to be angry at you know false doctrine or yeah. slavery or you know uh, the thing, the sin, uh, and and focus on that and not you know. Put, put all your wrath and anger and your, you know, imagination on the actual hating a person mm. or being angry. I, I just use I just slipped and used hate, but it's probably similar. Yes. Um, yeah. be angry at a, at, at a thing, an mm. injustice, uh, that, uh, I, I, I'm angry that God's glory is being diminished here. I, I, I'm angry that, um, mankind's dignity is being compromised. Mm. Uh, but not, I, I would be slow to say, yeah. Righteous anger and being angry at a particular person, would, I think, are on a slippery slope. But yeah, that's good. I don't know what you guys would say about that. Yeah,
2: I, I think that I just think I think the whole category of righteous anger is a tricky one because we can all identify ourselves like, well, I know at this moment I'm Jesus going into the temple, turning over <laughs> tables, and we think that we're doing that, you yeah. know. And in many ways, I think what he's doing there is well, he 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 is moved ultimately by compassion. You know, he's going into the areas in the court of the Gentiles and the Gentiles can't get in there to pray because they're they're selling goods there, which the selling of the goods wasn't the bad part. It was that they were blocking off the one area that a Gentile could come in to the the, uh, temple. So Jesus is showing a compassion for people who want to come near to God. So there is that sense in what you're saying, if someone is really hindering people from coming to God. There is a sense in which I think we could say, "Hey, that's wrong." And but I, I just think very little is run, very little is won by going on a social media rant, mm, yeah. uh, or or even to the person you're concerned about being affected. Going on a rant to them is anybody really ever won over? Like, oh yeah, well that's a good point. I see that you're seething in anger, so now I'm convinced. <laughs> yes. I, I yeah. just think there's a difference in us than Christ on that one, yeah. and I think we're better to be. Uh, generally, uh, call truth, uh, speak truth. We don't compromise truth. Speak concern for those mm-hmm. who are leaning towards de- being decept- deceptive teaching. Yeah. Speak truth, but but be patient, love, and realize it is the Holy Spirit. There's a kind of frustration that we that we don't want to express uh, the ungodly frustration. We want to instead, I think, express a confidence in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, to work in someone's life. Mm-hmm. But well, we need to speak up, but but we need to do so with love. Am I more? Am I more persuaded by someone who's lovingly expressed concern for me, or am I more persuaded by someone that's barking at somebody else mm, out there? Yeah, and yeah. I think it's category A every time.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, a, a person's
1: uh, this is what the book says in front of me. I think it's right. A person's anger will be as righteous as the person at the moment of anger. Hmm. Yeah, a person's anger will be as righteous as the person at the moment of anger. Right. That's interesting. It'd yeah, be a great, good. great, great thing to be angry about, but um, yeah, it's as righteous as you are. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, what are your biblical speech ethics? <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now? That's good.
0: Yeah, that's good. Cool. Well, thank you so much, guys. I, I think uh, we're out of time. Was there anything last that you guys wanted to share? before i no, i just it
2: did occur to me that one group of people that are not angry right now are cowboys fans two and oh baby <laughs> that's true that's, that's true. one group of people that is that are not angry <laughs> now that'll change very quickly right. right now that group yes. of people is doing well and i just want uh, to point that <laughs> out
0: <laughs> cool that's well pretty. uh thanks again for being here guys wow thanks what's your what's your team I, dude, I don't have a team. Okay. I'm, what I mean, are the Seahawks? That's your they're 2-0 as well. Yeah. So was, you're. they're not angry. The yeah, People not from angry. Seattle we're aren't happy. angry.
2: Yep. Yeah. They're just drinking coffee and that's sitting good. in the rain. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, well, Caleb, thank you uh, yes, for, Caleb, for being here you. and sharing. Don't, and. Don't uh, be a stranger. Really, yeah, yeah, don't be. Invite me back. You're home. welcome. We will invite you back. You're welcome anytime. Craig, as always, thank you. And uh, just a quick announcement for you guys. You may have seen already, but uh, there is a separate podcast feed now for the Conversations podcast. So you can search on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts or on the website. We'll be including a link on the show notes for you um, so that you uh, can get your sermons in one place and then the Conversations podcast in a separate place. So they're a little bit more organized in your podcast feed for you. Uh, And thanks again for listening uh, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing you guys again next week. Craig, again, I will see you later. See you later. Caleb, see you later. See you later, <laughs>